0: Christian, how's it going, man? How's your night? I'm good, man. How about you? Very good, very good. Hey, before we go forward, I want to make sure I say your last name correctly. Palantonio, is that correct? That's exactly right. Yeah, just Palantonio.
1: like a Sal Palantonio from ESPN.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was my next question. Is that some relative there? Is that somewhere down the line? There's no relation, as I know, but there could be something
1: that's unknown still, but it's funny that we do follow the same path, and uh, he's somebody look up to. Somebody yes, been watching sir. for a while.
0: Yes, sir. I heard the name, you know, years and years ago and following you on Twitter for a couple of years now. um, I was curious. So either way, it's good to have you, man. You're a good, a good reporter, good writer. Um, I know you've done a lot of XFL stuff and a lot of spring football stuff. So it's good to have you on tonight and appreciate you coming.
1: Yeah, Thank you, man. I appreciate the kind words and I appreciate you having me on.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir uh tonight we're just going to discuss uh, a few different things nothing too lengthy i uh, really want to get to know you more at the end that's kind of what i've been doing uh recently just having guests on and getting to know them and just finding out more about your story but we do have a few rumors to talk about that i've been um i saw on twitter as well as uh, just a few things like the combine and uh the the live streaming of the combine that look awesome so All right. i guess let's just get straight to it. Uh, have you checked out the rumor mill on Twitter first off about uh, the reload or the refiling of the LA Wildcats?
2: Yeah, I
1: actually have seen that uh, report. Um, I think it's interesting because uh, nobody has really talked about relocation or not even just relocation or more just expansion for the league. Um, And it's something that a lot of people have, have been discussing, you know, under wraps a little bit. And so it's interesting to see and, It'll be interesting to see whether or not they do decide to add um, expansion teams and when they decide to do that. Um, I know the market in L.A. in 2020 was a little lackluster that the attendance wasn't there completely. I know they're a little disappointed in that. Um, Head coach was Winston Moss. He was a great coach. I I like Winston Moss a lot. But, yeah, I know the market was a little disappointing, so I'm a little surprised to see them go back to that. But I would like to see L.A. come back as an XFL city.
0: Oh, yeah, I think it's a given now. When I say that, I don't mean it's going to be a given soon. Um, I'm I'm thinking this is a 2025 move probably, um, but as we don't know, we got some big rumor hitting the shelves on eight one. So I wonder what that's right. going to be. A lot of folks have I'm, said that's the schedule. That's what I believe also. But um, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, the schedule would be nice. I would I would appreciate an early schedule release for sure. Um, just based off for travel and stuff. I'm not up in the DMV area this year, so it might be a little more complicated. So getting that schedule out earlier would definitely be appreciated.
0: Yeah, same here, same here. I know last year, before I even pursued This as Media, um, we were just trying to get single-game tickets, and you couldn't get them until, I think, a month prior, maybe six weeks prior. Uh, So definitely would appreciate it, and I'm sure the numbers are going to be much better if we get that out.
1: Um, I agree.
0: I know I've I've seen a lot of people talking about the relocation of Las Vegas. That's pretty far fetched for me. Um, I believe that's not going anywhere. But anything's possible. What do you think about that?
1: I think Vegas should stay put as well. I know that they had issues with the stadium, and I know people are disappointed in the uh, how it looked on TV a little bit. But I thought throughout the season it got a little better, and they were able to figure out what angles work best. And I think Cashman's a good home for the Vipers, and hopefully stay honestly.
0: Yes, sir. I agree with that. And I think they have a strong fandom there. It may not be super strong, but um, they sold a lot of tickets and there were a lot of people there. Uh, so All right. I hope they have success either way. But just wanted to bring that up uh, just because it's getting a lot of trends there on Twitter and Facebook. All right. So next up, I just want to talk about the Someone has the rumor mill has hit that the Roughnecks may be relocating stadiums next year. Uh, this came from the ref on facebook uh, no verified news nothing nothing concrete but it's pretty interesting just to read this and see this uh, some people are saying rice stadium some people are saying shell energy have you had a chance to research any of this yet
1: i did do a little bit of research uh before we took did this uh call i looked at rice stadium and i saw also the attendance numbers from houston this past season i know that they're You know, they were a little up and down, and they would have liked a little more. But uh, I think that that stadium's at a good location, the one they're currently at. Um, Whether they move or not, I'm not sure how far Rice Stadium or Shell is from TC. Rice isn't far at
0: all. I mean, it's it's right down the road. I'm not sure about Shell.
1: And I'm not sure the tailgating situation is like for those stadiums as well. I know that's a big concern for fans. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see
0: yes sir i I attended almost every game or every game for the roughnecks as media and i mean it definitely was too big of a a place but at the same time it was beautiful very nice everything was very very nice and so either way i think they'll be fine the thing about rice that scares me is there's about thirty thousand more seats available there and as you said those numbers were a little down so it's not the best look on tv And we can gauge that just from Orlando, how they had to have most of the people that came sit on one side of the stadium for the TV angle.
1: Yep. I totally agree with that. Um, Speaking of Orlando, um, I'm actually planning on attending some of those games this year. I'm excited to be down there and hopefully they can get a couple more fans out. I know that they do a good job of marketing on uh, Twitter. I know Corey Helvey, he does a good job of marketing the tickets there. And so, you know, hopefully that, orlando can get some more people in the stadium this year
0: yes sir he does do a good job i've I've engaged with him on twitter also and <clears throat> hopefully we can get him on for a podcast sometime just to pick his brain i mean he's pretty adamant about his job in the xfl so yeah but definitely a determined guy where are you located right now if you don't mind me asking
1: yeah so um i'll go into it a little bit actually i w- it went and um attended college in virginia in southwest virginia and uh, I live in Florida full-time normally, but I decided to go up to Virginia, which is where I grew up also. And so being being back there, uh, I also got the opportunity to cover some D.C. games. It's a little bit of a drive from where I was at in college, which is uh, Radford, Radford sure. Virginia. It's about three-and-a-half, four-hour drive. And so making those jobs at D.C. weren't easy, but you know, being there for the XFL was definitely worth the trip. And I enjoyed the time, and it's that's kind of where I'm at right now. But right now, yeah, I'm in Florida.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So you're not too far from me. I'm down in the coast of Mississippi. Uh, depending okay. on where you are, you're not too far away. I know one thing. Yeah, it's I'm in the hot. Tampa area. It's hot. Is it hot there? Super
1: hot. It's the yeah. hottest summer I can remember.
0: Yeah, same here. I mean, the AC is just pumping, man, but it's still 73 in here, 75.
1: Right, but right. Yeah, we've been getting a bunch of storms today, so it hasn't been too bad today, but yeah, it's been blazing normally.
0: Good to know, man. That, that's awesome that you're down that way. Hopefully, if I ever make it, we can hook up and... Just check out together and meet. Um, I do plan on traveling some this next season, kind of like a little tour thing to try to get some different venues, because I went to every Houston game and then went to the championship game. But, man, I'm ready to see like D.C. I heard that was an epic place and I want to know more about that soon, too. So uh, let's go ahead and hop on to the combine event. I mean, we all know what's coming there. Uh, the 25th the 27th uh the first day is offense and then the second day is defense let me share this um while I, while i work on this man you got any comments about the combine i mean we got a few topics to bring up but anything just offhand uh the recent
1: report about them doing the social content and live streaming i think that's an awesome thing uh giving them an a plus for that yes,
0: uh
1: they, they we lacked that a little bit last year. I know people were disappointed that the draft wasn't televised or even uh, broadcasted the whole thing. So, them doing the combine, and uh, I think this is a big step for them. And hopefully, we can get some more draft content throughout the uh, offseason.
0: Yes, sir. It would be awesome and necessary, honestly. I mean, uh, that's, that's what we're all hungry for, whether you're media or fan. We just want to know what's going on. Uh, right. And yeah. I had
1: actually um, planned on our kinda of planned on going down to the combine to check it out because I wasn't sure how much media coverage would be for it. But after seeing, you know, the XFL providing this for the fans and for media, I think I just I'm gonna hold off and you know, I think that's enough. The XFL is providing enough content for uh fans this, this time.
0: Yeah, agreed. hundred percent. I I had the same thoughts about it, but at this point I'd rather save it for the games next year. For um, sure, yeah unless there's something really valuable and that we need to attend then most of what we can find out, we can find out through each other or, you know, what they release online. Um, Talking about, you know, the live stream, what, what, what do you think we're looking at in terms of, I know we've heard interviews, we've heard some specials, but are they actually going to show us some players being evaluated? That
1: would be great to get some, you know, clips of guys working out, get some, maybe some 40 clips. I don't know. Just, it would be cool to get that kind of presentation. I'm not sure what the presentation is going to include, you know, being on YouTube and being live streamed can be difficult sometimes with things like that. And so I hope that we get some interviews for, you know, specific players. Some one-on-ones would be nice. Um, Some coach one-on-ones would also be nice. Getting to know some of the front office guys would be another thing that I think fans would appreciate. Um, Some of the guys behind the scenes, I think you know, fans would like that.
0: Yes, sir. Agreed. Agreed. Now, um, as we're going into the Combine stuff, I see we have, you know, they're talking about doing some innovative technology. Uh, I've kind of included some of this in the slides, and I'm trying to get to where I want to be. So, like here, the valve force plate metrics. Have you had a chance to research any of the technology they're, they're implementing here? I mean, I actually have not
1: gotten the opportunity, no.
0: So, they're partnering with three companies that have different kinds of performance technology. Um, they're listed here. A lot of what it's 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 not it seems like it's going to really make things easier for them in terms of evaluation. And then hopefully those numbers will be available quickly as well from this. Um, That would be very helpful. Yeah. I mean, you have sprints, which I'm guessing that's a 40 time. Um, We have grip. So they're going to squeeze it like pretty much your
1: basic like NFL combine type of workouts almost.
0: Yep. 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 No doubt. No doubt. It just, it's, it's, I like to see the innovative stuff and I like that they're actually going to go out and try to like do something different and, and have a, have a face to this combine. So it's, it's really nice to see. Um, in terms of uh attendance, you have anybody notable that you're watching?
1: Yeah, I got, I have a couple of guys. Um, I guess I'll start on the defensive side of the ball. Cause I got, I got three guys total here. I got one guy on defense. So, uh, Simeon Thomas, he's a cornerback. Um, she's a little older. He's 29 years old right now. He played in Washington. He played for the Ben Redskins in 2019. Um, played a lot. was a fourth or fifth corner, uh, for Washington that season, uh, towards the end of the year was suspended, unfortunately, for uh, violating the league's substance abuse policy, but, um, he's got everything you want in a corner. He's lengthy. He's long. Um, he's got experience in the NFL. I think he can be a great pickup for any team, but he's a little older. I know some, you know, the XFL has targeted all, all ages, but mainly young guys, but 29 years old, I don't think is too old for a guy like him to be taken.
0: No, not um, not.
1: Yeah. And then he, he has, he has some issues in college as well. He attended uh, Louisiana university. He had a couple of suspensions there as well. So he's, he's dealt with a little bit of off the field issues, but when he has been on the field, he's been productive. Understood. Yeah. Um, any
0: comments on that one? No, no. Go ahead. Continue. Continue. Please.
1: Um, on offense, we have a uh, Dion Holliman. He's a receiver from Missouri State. Uh, he's got some experience with the spring ball. He's got he's played in the AAF and he also played in the XFL in 2020. So two former spring leagues that uh you know didn't work out at the time, but um, he was also reportedly in the USFL 2022 draft pool, but was undrafted from that. So. He, he didn't have the best of luck with the USFL. He's still trying to latch on with the team right now. He's a he's more of a slot specialist, more of a return specialist type of guy. So a guy that can help a lot of a lot of teams in the league, but ultimately just needs a chance.
0: Yeah, yeah. Return specialist is really, really gonna help any team here, honestly.
1: Right. Um another guy I have is Justin Stockton. He's a, a running back. Um he actually was the first ever player to join the USFL's Memphis Showboats, who was, you know, which one of their newer teams this past season, um, never played a down for them. I don't believe because he was cut on April twenty fifth. Uh, before that, though, he also played the AAF with the Arizona Hotshots. He has some, uh, he got some good experience there. Got a lot of carries, and then he also played with the New York Guardians in XFL in twenty twenty. So another guy that played in those two leagues hasn't played spring ball in a little while, but I think he's trying to get get his foot back in the door.
0: Understood. Yes, sir. Uh, those are great names. And <clears throat> do you have a personal connection with these guys? Are you any talking to them at all?
1: No personal connection, no. Um, I've been watching some of these guys for a while, like Thomas. I just remember him in Washington being one of those guys that was lengthy. Um, a guy that you can line up on the outside for sure. Not, not a real inside corner, definitely an outside guy if I had to pick. Uh, but yeah, definitely disruptive. Um, Stockton's a guy I remember watching play for Arizona in the AAF. He's a, more of a bowling ball, smaller back, but definitely has some power to him. So, yeah, no experience personally, but uh, definitely seeing some of these guys play, and I'm, I'm excited to see what they do at the combine.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like I said, I hope we actually get some of these numbers for these guys so we can actually evaluate for ourselves what what's there. Uh, Surely, yeah. I'm, I've shared some slides here. This is with XFL analysts. Uh, they're on Twitter and Instagram. He's really big on Instagram. I'm trying to get him on the show. He's pretty busy this month, he said, so we'll shoot for next month. But. Just want to make sure I credited him for these slides right here. Um, This is just some names he's gathered on his end. Anybody on this list that you, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Anything, anybody that looks familiar to you that you know stands out.
1: Hunter Kaufman is another name that seems familiar. Um, I can't really put a face to the name right now, but he's definitely a familiar name. Uh, I've also seen one of these lists that includes another quarterback. I can't can't remember his name right now, but. There's a few notable names at quarterback, which is good for the league. Uh, you know, it's always a position that's difficult to get right. So yes, getting, some bigger, getting some bigger bigger schools in there is definitely going to be nice.
0: Yeah, yeah. And looking at the CFL, quarterback play is crucial. You're going to have to have right. a pool of those guys ready. Have you been keeping
1: around. up with the CFL?
0: No, not really, man. I've been so busy on my end with everything. Um, I haven't had a chance to keep up. But I have noticed that, you know, they have a lot of quarterback injuries occurring and um, yeah. That's, that's I don't keep pretty...
1: up with the CFL too much either, but I have seen that as well.
0: Yeah. And that's pretty, pretty worrying for any league. You got to have your guys that are the leaders and they get hurt. It, it's really going to impact your team no matter where you're at or what you're doing.
1: All right. Luckily the uh XFL didn't really have too much turnover with the quarterback position. So it seems like they should be getting most of these guys back.
0: Yes, sir. And there's guys that were in the the background that were ready to go, in my opinion, on, on each team almost. I mean, you there's an the exception of two or three teams that have quarterback issues, but the rest have leaders and they're ready to rumble. So, yeah, I'm
1: surprised a couple guys like uh, Dormady didn't get a little bit of a better chance, and McCarron obviously. But you know,
0: yep, yep. The I think Dormady's going to see his light this year. I have a feeling he'll he'll get some time to shine. I mean, he did get a couple times to shine last year where he he really looked good. I mean, he did. So, hopefully, he does and. That everything down there, I think, is okay now. They're, they had a little bit of conflict there at the beginning, but they've worked it out, and I think they'll be rolling good this next year. So, uh, what I guess we'll go ahead and get off topic here and just talk about you some, man. I mean, I know you covered the DC defenders during the 2023 season, uh, you are with XFL Newsroom. Uh, just tell me man what's your background how did you get into this field how did you get to cover in the xfl and just how did you start with xfl newsroom
1: all right yeah so uh i've always really been into sports ever since i was a kid my dad always kept me pretty well-rounded with uh you know playing sports and taking me to games and things like that so i've always been around sports it's always been a main focal point of my life um i always knew that going to college it was gonna have to be something centered around sports and so I uh, followed the sports journalism or like sport management type of path. And uh, after high school, I decided to do some, oh, I, let me, let me start back. After high school um, decided to do some community college because my family mentioned going down to Florida. So decided it would probably be a better idea to uh, start down there and then try to figure out what to do from there. And so after community college, I uh, came back up to Virginia and in 2022 uh, this past year, i reached back out to newsroom with the XFL starting back up and uh, asked if I can write write with them again. And being back in the D.C. area was a it was a blessing because I got to cover a local team, the D.C. Defenders and uh, got to meet some really awesome people doing that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How, how were those games? I've heard some things. I heard they were awesome. So just from your your own tank, what do you think?
1: Yeah, so I got to go to the um, – I'll start with – I went through the first week of the season against Seattle, and that was an unreal experience. The, the crowd was insane. They were having issues with the Lemons that game because <laughs> of the uh, security taking away the beer snake. And so there was some miscommunication there. They, uh, they got that figured out after that week. But th- that week was hectic. It was a lot of fun. D.C. got the win. It was a rambunctious crowd. It was a lot of fun, though. Um, and then also got to cover the playoff game in D.C. against Seattle which was another great crowd. It was a little bit of a rainy game, that game. It was a messy game, but um, it was just the D.C. crowd is amazing. They, they crave, they love sports there. It's They were looking for a really good football team to support, and obviously with how things had been in Washington, the D.C. defenders were a bright light at the time, and fans loved it.
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, they needed something to latch on to, um, and, and the XFL had it for sure with that team. They're electric, man and they should have the same team coming this next year. I mean, things won't be too much different yet, as of yet.
1: Right. And then also back, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Um are fine. In, in 2020, I also did a little bit of writing for the newsroom because um, I was down in Florida at the time. I did a little bit of writing for the Vipers. And by week five, I think, which is the week that the league was, you know, dissolved because of COVID, I was actually given my first week of media credentials. And so it's, it was a very bittersweet ending because – the same week it ended I was supposed to be covering doing being in the press box for the Tampa Bay Vipers for the first time. And so coming back fast forwarding two years now to 2023 with XFL was a very good feeling going to that first DC game and, you know, getting to be in the press box and have that experience was kind of a full circle thing. Felt good.
0: Now I saw you did attend the battle Hawks game also, right?
1: Yeah, the bat that was another unreal experience. Uh, that was a, you know, cold day, the fans were out in full effect, over thirty thousand fans still. So I can't wait to go back to St. Louis. I hope the championship game is there.
0: Yes, sir. Same here. That's a good time. That's when I started this in twenty twenty, well, started being a fan in twenty twenty. the Battlehawks were my team and I've went to the home games they had and every single game was unreal. Um, yeah, but- those
1: fans are wild too. They're very dedicated. They're you know, they they come out in full
0: effect. No doubt. It's a party and it's a parade. And I mean, it's a good time Uh, compared to Houston. I mean, there was a lot of fans, but they definitely did not follow their team like those Battlehawk fans do.
1: What was the experience like at that Houston stadium? Because I know that the St. Louis, they did a really good job. The stadium and the media reps there, they do a really good job of communicating and putting on a good show for the fans.
0: Yeah, everything was great. I never had an issue there. When I first had to get approval, it was kind of like uh, go from there. But once I got approval and they got to know me and got to make face, I mean, it it was a good time. They always took care of us, fed us well, beautiful facilities, beautiful uh, press box, really, really beautiful. Uh, A lot of people that were there that, you know, that we met, I met over time that I didn't expect to be either. So I, I thought it was a great experience and I look forward to going back next year for the same thing.
1: Did you did you see a lot of um, local media reps or local media guys that maybe you had followed before that you see? Yeah, I did the same thing in DC. It was very yes, kind of a surreal thing, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was my number one. Uh, the best part about it was just sitting in the room with these guys and talking football as the games are Ticking going. The brain. Yeah, yeah, we just uh, everybody. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people now, and it was a good time. Uh, memories you won't forget for sure. And that's why I said I'd like to go to some different stadiums because, I mean, every stadium has to have a unique experience, I feel like, even for a media, uh, it, in my opinion.
1: I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, St. Louis was different because you're right, you know. Well, D.C. and St. Louis are kind of similar in that way. Well, they're right kind of in the city, um, the stadiums are. And so you walk kind of you're walking through the city as you walk to the stadium and you get the feel as you walk, like especially, especially D.C. because there's a long walk from. The uh the bar where everybody uh kind of hangs out at before the games because there's no tailgating opportunity at Alley Field, and so everybody kind of makes the walk. And if you're you get the same time, you're walking with them up to the stadium. And so it's a very uh it's a cool experience and a similar experience in St. Louis. And I'm also excited to see some other stadiums this season.
0: Yeah, yeah, same here, man. I, I hope to get to go to Vegas too. My my guy Jersey's watching this right now, and he's gonna be covering Vegas, and so it's a. I'm awesome. just going to pop a quic- uh, comment up from him.
1: Awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Awesome. I am I heard Cashman was nicer than what it appears to be on TV. Um, I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I was going to ask you, how did you like the uh, San Antonio the stadium and the experience down there?
0: Beautiful, beautiful. I loved it. It's up to par with St. Louis. If the fans were as heavy down there, it would be an intense place to play. The I heard media, the city's really uh, beautiful, too. Oh, the city was great. We walked around. They got the Riverwalk, the Alamo. Uh, we stayed busy for two nights, and it was really nice. So, man, uh, especially going to Houston. I mean, I like Houston as well. Each, each is their own, but San Antonio had a lot of stuff to do and a lot of stuff to see. Uh, the stadium, the, the press box, you're actually in the stadium. Uh, there's no cover, you know, so you're, you can hear mm. everything and see everything, the smells, the lights. It's all you're, you're actually in the game. Instead of it's yeah, awesome. Houston, you're up high, you know, up, up, up well, stationed and isolated. Here, you're right by the fans. I mean, there's fans that were sitting directly in front of me um, through right. a clear p- plexiglass. So, <clears throat> so yeah, was I, was, I, was
1: I, I was looking forward to getting down there. Um, I was actually supposed to head down for the championship and got sick just before it was super disappointing. But I'm hoping I can make it there next year for the championship or another game.
0: Yeah, I actually, remember looking, man. You were supposed to be sitting beside me. Uh, oh, was I? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, I, wow. I, that's where I, I knew who you were. But then I said, "Man, I know him." And I looked you up on Twitter, and I said, "Yeah, yeah, this is I know him. This is who I thought it was." Man, uh, and I think I funny. asked Anthony Miller because uh, he, me, and him sat together, and right. he told me that you had uh, gotten sick. So it's unfortunate, man, because that, that was a good time. Um, hopefully I know. I next excited. Year, you will get to go and and do it all, and because it was a good time. I definitely didn't get as much on the field access or, or media uh, credentials, but it was a good time. Houston, I mean, I could go where I wanted and walk and take pictures and talk and and actually get into the game and the people on the field. But there at that championship, it was locked down tight, like Fort Knox. There was no getting. Were we able to get there. any
1: locker room access in Houston?
0: Yeah, no, yes, I could have, but it was after the game, and I really didn't want to go in there and bother those guys after they played. We'd talk outside of their locker room as they come out, but their family and such were hanging out there, and it just it didn't seem appropriate for me to just like go in there and start reporting, uh, but definitely made some connections and relationships there with those guys and talked to other media members and families and such. So it was, it was really personal
1: yeah that was that was one of my favorite parts also you know doing the whole experience was meeting meeting new people and building these connections and networks where you never thought of even it was possible to be at the same you know talking to these people and so i just think it's an awesome opportunity to to uh you know be able to start those connections and meet people like that
0: yes sir yes sir agreed and that's what i say we're all in it together and we're all in it for the love um There's few people that are actually receiving, you know, and and paying bills from doing this, but most of us are doing this as a hobby and and for the love. So that's that's what we get out of it. And so I agree with you 100 percent. Those relationships are valued. And looking back, even if I'm not covering this league, definitely going to be calling some of these guys friends moving forward
1: exactly yeah especially you know media especially like i love meeting people like especially like you and picking their brains and getting the opportunity to talk about their experiences and stuff like that so
0: same here same here that's what it's all about man that's what that's what i'm trying to do with this show i know there's not much xfl stuff going on it's not like it's the game week every week but what we can do is get exposure to these people that are out here hustling like you uh like like anthony miller like uh like any of uh, James, uh, any of these guys that are just killing it. I mean, that's that's what we want to do. Ed. So appreciate you for coming on again. Definitely. Now going forward, I mean, how did? So you said you hooked up with Newsroom. You just messaged them. You got with them. Did you pick DC because you were close? Correct. That's why you you went there. Or did did you? Yeah, have- yeah.
1: It's pretty much why I went there. Yeah, I was uh when the you know when the league was in twenty twenty, I was down in Florida. I've always liked all the DC teams um and wanted to cover the dc teams and you know being back up there for school gave me the opportunity to do that
0: yes sir yes sir just curious just wanted to know like i said uh my friend drew a colleague he was my former co-host he he went and he said it was a great time and so hopefully i get to attend one man
1: oh yeah dude if you come out you gotta let me know for sure
0: i will no doubt no doubt awesome. so I ask everybody this question that I've interviewed and, and I know it's, it may be kind of redundant, but what's what's your best memory or highlight man from this experience? whether it be the writing, the games, I mean what what the XFL what when you think great, what is that?
1: So we've since we've already talked about the relationships, I'll, I'll go to something else here. Um, I'll go to a specific moment. My favorite moment of the season was probably uh, following the playoff game against like Seattle and seeing Barlow and seeing the whole team celebrating on the field know lifting the north division championship trophy that was a really cool experience and being on the field and kind of feeling like you're a part of that as well because you've been through that journey and been talking to these guys all season it was a it was a kind it was a full so i hate to say it again but it was a full circle moment it felt it was a really definitely the highlight of the season for me
0: understood yeah it's not that's something you can't forget man
1: yeah definitely and then like i have a video of a KJ sales dancing celebrating on the sidelines. And that's another video I always remember too.
0: Yeah, I got I've got a good one from after the championship where uh, Renegade Lyman was on the ground doing confetti angels. That's that's probably that's awesome. my favorite. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's awesome.
0: But since since we're on that, what's what's your least favorite, man? Share share me share something hmm. with me and the people that you know you haven't enjoyed.
1: Um, I would say least favorite is maybe not getting the opportunities you always want to get or not the opportunity is the right word. Maybe, uh, you know, being the guy that's kind of coming into this new, um, you don't always get, you're getting the short end of the stick sometimes with certain things. And even those small things like, uh, like parking, even, for example, if you're parking at a facility, you just might not have that. You might not be able to get it because you don't have that status over somebody else. It might be limited. It's just a small example, but things like that, you just, knowing where you're at on the totem pole and accepting that and still moving forward is a big, I think it's a big part of this job actually. And it's the only way you're really going to make your way up. And that's something that I've, I've had to deal with this past season. And it's nothing that's really been a big downfall or anything. It's just kind of something that comes with the gig.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally I level with you hundred percent on that. I mean, lots of emails and phone calls is what it took me to get approval uh, as credentialed media. And some of those games, they didn't come through until the night of the game or the day of the game, actually at 2 a.m. where I traveled all the way to Houston just waiting, not sure. So I understand where you're coming from. And I think we've laid a foundation that really will be built upon and people are going to respect you and, and me as well. Not in the fact that we're great, great journalists or content creators, but we're here and we're showing up and we're consistent and we're positive. So. That's what Right, showing up and do. being
1: consistent. is so I got to make us better too. So
0: yes, sir. Yes, sir. And either way, these network relationships will benefit someday. No doubt. Exactly. Yeah. So that we got the least and the best, um, in terms of the XFL, what, what do you believe they can improve on for next year? What's something I don't want to get, I don't want to get, you know, super negative, but I'm just curious from your end, what do you think is something that they can improve on? to make this league better for fans, players, or coaches.
1: Uh, for fans, I would say the marketing was something that they missed out on this past season. I think a, a lot of people would agree with that as well. Yes, um, sir. personally, like I, I have a lot of friends that also like like football and are big into sp- are like bring into the idea of spring football and big into, you know, another league competing with the NFL. Not competing exactly, but working alongside the NFL in the off season. And uh, a lot of a lot of my friends didn't really know about the XFL until like a couple of weeks before it happening, and I know that was an issue with a lot of people that they didn't really know the league was starting back up until a couple of weeks before, or the proper marketing wasn't there. And so um, I just think that this hopefully this year the league starts that off a little earlier. I know that they made a couple of front office changes um, when it comes to marketing, and so hopefully we see something a little different on that end.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed, and I think we're all in agreement there. It just, we started too late last year and there wasn't much going on. I know a lot of what was trending and what was happening on social media was because of people like us and, and everyone else in this realm. That, you know, whether it's a conversation, an article, a video, a replay, uh, there's just something that we were all doing to keep this thing rolling. Um, so hopefully next year we get some step ups and get some real, real marketing going. I'd love yeah, to another see thing, those not, games. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
1: you're fine. Go ahead. I was going to say a couple of things I would recommend would be uh, also reaching out to that demographic that was so attractive to the league that they had they had a really good uh, young demographic that was tuning into the league. And I think maybe going after even like colleges and universities that are surrounding those, uh, those areas and those locations for the teams, I think that could be really beneficial.
0: Yes, sir. Agree with you 100% on all that. And that's 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 a fair take. That's not anything that's too harsh or critical. And a few changes like they've already made um, will make a difference. I'm trying not right. to say um so much. It's...
1: <laughs> I know that can be tricky. I, I know what you mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know when first started this thing a few months ago, it was like I was scared to get on live and do this. And now here we are. But anywho. Uh, going forward, man, I know you said you're going to be following some Orlando games and and head, attending those because you're close by. But what what plans do you have for the future? I mean, I know I seen you just graduated in May, and so I was just curious what what's what's your passion? What are you heading to do? I mean, for for work or for this hobby?
1: Yeah. So um, I I graduated, graduated in May up in Virginia. Headed, I actually headed back down here to Florida after graduating, and uh, I've been down here since then. I'm not sure exactly where I'll be when the season starts and kicks back off in uh, February in 2024, and so I'm definitely going to be heading up to some DC games. So I'll definitely be attending some Orlando games as well. Um, I've also I would definitely like to go to some more St. Louis games. Travel around, but um, and this is this is what I want to do for sure. Sports journalism, sports journalism is kind of my uh, passion, and it's kind of uh, what I went to school for as well. Yes, sir. And so this this is the. Career I like to pursue, and I think this is a great opportunity and a great niche to kind of attach to and get my career uh, kicked off. I think.
0: Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on that. Either way it goes, you're getting some exposure and experience.
1: Right. You can create a like a little fan base with these type of things as well, because there's not a lot of people, you know, working towards a league like this.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know that's that's why I got started was just Facebook, Facebook trends. I mean, I was getting engaged. A lot on facebook half a million million trend follows a day i mean look engagements a day on certain topics and that's that's why i got rolling on this gig
1: did you um was, was uh sports journalism something that always kind of piqued your interest as well
0: personally no i was always a player and then i was a coach and uh, i coached for going on around eight years Uh coached at the high school middle school level um was in a few different programs here and there. I think I, I was a head coach of a middle school team and an assistant of a high school and I, I mean I was always in football. I actually have a background in athletic administration. that's what my degree's in one of, one of, right. part of my degree. And so I mean this is kind of always what I did. In terms of the media stuff, this was a new avenue for me too. And last year, I just hooked up with the right people and got started and then just started following it and Someday I would like to pursue it as a career as well, but like I said, this is more of a hobby for me just now just because, I mean, but not making any money off of it, so right, <laughs> it is what yeah. it is. Uh, but yeah, athletics were always in my background. This is a fresh, fresh take on it being media, though, for me. And I actually enjoy this professional side and and being able to get this content out. I enjoy it a lot more than what I thought I would, honestly.
1: Yeah, especially as a hobby, even. This is something that keeps you into it and on another level you're you're like an insider exactly what your title is you're you know make communicating with these guys you're you know make writing the in my case i'm writing the articles it's just it's a yes, really sure. great opportunity that the xfl is providing for us
0: yep yep no doubt and that's what I always hashtag is opportunity uh, player 54 we're all player 54 in some way and it's not just the players it's everybody and so Guys like you and and the rest of the crew that I follow on Twitter, I mean, this is it's good to talk to you guys and pick your brain professionally because, honestly, last year I never thought this would occur. So, I mean, keep up your great work, man, and keep up your great hustle, and you're going to make it somewhere, and hopefully we'll be talking to you on ESPN or something someday.
1: (laughs) I appreciate that, man. I definitely appreciate you having me on today, too. This This is my first ever podcast appearance, so this is a pretty big milestone for me, and I appreciate you doing it for me.
0: Yes, sir. I appreciate you coming on, man. And um, that about wraps it up for the interview. Unless you have anything you want to add, uh, if you could go ahead and shout your socials. I've got them going there at the bottom, but there's anything I miss, anything you want to mention, current events. I mean, please go ahead. The floor is yours.
1: Yeah, uh, so much. Twitter is down at the bottom. I see it. It's uh, at C Palantonio, C-P-A-O-L-A-N-T-O-N-I-O um and then also um i'm also just starting my youtube channel up trying to post some shorts from the season right now and uh then hopefully kick off some kind of interviews and start posting more on there and so my youtube is christian palantonio same as my name on twitter and same spelling and everything so you guys can subscribe or follow me on there be much appreciated
0: yes sir appreciate you man and like i said thank you for all the hard work and keep up the hustle dude look forward to following you more and if you ever want to come back on please do Uh, you're always invited seriously
1: thank you so much man i appreciate the opportunity and hopefully uh we can meet uh soon in person
0: that'd be awesome dude let's do it
1: yeah awesome man thank you
0: thank you christian we'll talk to you later all right great guest appreciate you coming on man awesome awesome guest hey we're gonna i'm gonna stream the interview with ej hilliard here soon uh jesse dice wrote that was a contributor for that he actually got that recorded and just sent it to me and it's a great interview it's about 20 minutes long check it out see what y'all think uh ej's a great athlete fantastic athlete and he's really shining there and uh, doing his thing so great great work by jesse i want to say thanks to ambush sports and xfl board as well as the xfl appreciate you guys let me cover it's a great ride great adventure appreciate it greatly um doing the best we can here i'm trying to get the studio brought up it, it is what it is one day at a time we do a little bit more so it's okay and let me check the comments for a hop off there jersey appreciate you man uh great great host there jersey i'll be on his show saturday on youtube it'll be a good time there so check him out too Again, it's been an honor, a pleasure. I'm going to stream this interview, and then after that, the the live will end. So this will be it for me until Tuesday. We got James Larson coming on; that should be a good one as well. And we have a special interview from Francis Novi. Uh, Francis is from the Netherlands, uh, Netherlands Amsterdam, I believe. Yep, Netherlands Amsterdam. Uh, great guy, great athlete. He's going to be in the combine this next week, so. We've talked to a few athletes in the combine and we got some more coming up so check that you know while before i hop off i just want to mention some of the athletes like jeremiah spicer uh, joshua flowers Aloha patrone um all these guys they they're coming on the show and they're going to be in the combine these are names you're probably going to see at some point next year or this year i don't i don't i, I would think so so check them out also i want to note some of the guests we have coming on now some of the stuff i haven't released yet but we'll have fewer interviews in August just because I have some stuff going. So uh, we'll have James Larson coming on next week. Mike Mitchell is going to be on next week. Uh, Anthony Miller is going to be on August 8th. And then we got Evan Wilsmore. He'll be on in August as well. So we got a bunch of guests coming and we got some different interviews coming. If you guys like the content and you want to see certain content, please just reach out, send me a message, email, whatever, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just give me a shout and we'll get some more stuff going. But as always, I appreciate you guys for listening and hope you have a good night. And, yeah, it's been a great pleasure. So thanks again. Until next time, guys.
2: And going to meet with me this morning. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that.
3: No problem. Appreciate
2: it. Absolutely. Um, so first thing I, wanted, I just kind of wanted to get out there, congratulations on the season you're having so far. Um, Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, exactly. It's my first year following IFL, and i have like, I, and, you know, uh, as I'm doing top five list, I see your name popping up in the top three in every yeah. like category that you're a, that you're a part yeah. of, and, and I, I think you'd be a shoe in for MVP this year. And I just wanted to say congratulations on that. And
3: thank you. I definitely appreciate
2: that. Absolutely. Um, is that something you even think about during the regular season, or is that just kind of something that it's, it's cool when it happens, or?
3: Uh, I mean, your teammates, I mean, they, they're the ones that probably say it more. Um, I mean, I probably don't think about it much. Uh, honestly, I never really thought about uh, winning winning awards, just going out there. And then the closer you get, you know, to the to the end of the year, uh, things start to pan out. So uh, the guys around you, they start to say little, little comments and little things like that. So it just kind of, uh, you know, just puts everything in, in perspective. And then once the season starts to wind down and get closer and closer, uh, you know, it's just competitive at that point. Uh, so a lot of guys in this league that's, that's well-deserving of, of rewards. And uh, it's a lot of guys that that's trying to get out of here and get to the next level. So uh, the competition starts to ramp up, especially when a uh, playoff uh, run starts to get narrow. So, you know, guys just start to you know do more and just be more of, a, of who they are and then uh, just make great plays. And then, but once the uh, end of the season comes, you know, I very rarely think about it, but you know, your teammates, they always, say things and the other team they they definitely leave uh comments and remarks so just let you know that you're you're doing what you're supposed to do for your team and uh just being available and being out there and just give your team that confidence so uh never really thought about it never played to get an award like that but it definitely would be great to be uh you know ranked amongst your peers and uh to be one of the top dogs
2: uh absolutely so that, uh, that would be my next question for you is uh, following your career in the IFL and kind of doing a little bit of research to make sure I was up to date on everything I could find for this interview. Yeah, You've accomplished a lot in a short amount of time in the IFL. And my my question would be, uh, to what do you attribute that to?
3: Uh, being efficient as possible. Uh, high school uh, sat behind a great quarterback in uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So I only got to play my senior year. I mean, mm-hmm. I played games in between there. Uh, Teddy went down a few, a few games, and uh, but never really got to play until I became a senior and had one year to do it and, and get it done as efficiently and as quickly as possible to try to you know receive a scholarship and go off to play college ball. And then uh, once I got to uh, Florida International, we had a quarterback, Jake Madlock, uh, one of my great friends to this day, and he was a uh, uh, coming into his red shirt. Uh, sophomore season so technically we were only one year apart from each other and jake goes down fourth game against louisville at Mm -hmm. halftime and then i get thrust into the action and then never getting a chance to redshirt and get acclimated to the system get acclimated to the college game and then from there uh alex Magoo, who's uh tearing it up in the usfl he comes in my junior year and jake leaves so competing with alex and never both of us basically spending time and then Alex becomes a starter and goes on to do great things. Then I go off to Valdosta State, then getting one year as a senior. So almost like the same story from high school, get one year to do it. And then Roland Rivers uh, was behind me. Then me and Roland split some time and then I went back to the starting job. And then coming to the uh, Germany, went to Germany for a year. That's when I really got to play from start to finish. Then once I got to Quad City, uh, and I uh, CIF first and then IFL really was when I truly got a chance to really start and play the whole game, every game from start to finish from 2018 until now. So just being able to learn as a young man, high school and then college, how to get everything done as efficiently as smoothly as possible because I didn't have three or four years to be able to walk into it and grow into it and get uh get the grooming that I needed. So Coming to IFL and coming to the CIF was the only time I really got the chance to really play. But at that point, all I ever knew was be efficient and be as fast as possible. So this would be my third, almost the end of my third full season in the IFL. And definitely have been able to do a lot of great things in this league. And just, like I said, the great players that have come before me. I remember watching guys and looking at guys and seeing how they did it. Uh, just knowing that, you know what, they can do it. You know, I think I'll be able to do the same thing and how efficient and as quick and smooth as possible.
2: I Gotcha. Um that was gonna be one of my next questions. Uh you brought up Alex Magoo. I was just curious do you do you choose to keep in contact or
3: uh I hadn't to talked to uh Magoo in a while. Uh but when he first got to FIU his fresh his true freshman year uh was my junior junior season. So was able to help him a lot uh he he earned the starting job the second game so from the second game all the way to the end of the year but uh coach ron turner was our coach and we always did film together so after every game before every game so we always spent a lot of time uh in the same way he plays is the same way he played back then. always was a great athlete make extended plays uh great on pretty smart can make every throw so uh plays the same way, but i haven't uh spoken to spoken to alex probably it's been it's been a while, but I definitely always keep up with him just because uh the history we had together and playing with him so i'm always i'm always keeping up with him always uh watching him and definitely great- grateful and glad you know to see the, what he's doing and hopefully he gets a shot
2: absolutely um uh my next question, or well my next question was um after after your time in Valdosta state i was trying to uh i was trying to find where you you mentioned germany um could you yeah, talk a little yeah. bit more about that and your experience and
3: Yep. Yeah, uh after i left Valdosta state um jake jake medlock had went to germany played it uh, played at dresden monarchs uh that was the first call i received after uh, Valdosta state it was from dresden and then uh Swabish hall they called, but i was getting ready to do my pro day so uh, getting ready to train for the pro day at B- Adolster. And then the pro day gets canceled. And then uh, one of my best friends uh, passed away. So I ended up like, taking a few months off. Then I ended up going to uh, Munich or München. Uh, many, uh, firsty Razorbacks was the team. So I ended up going to Firsty for a year. They uh, played over there. Uh, got a chance to really do well. Got a chance to really open up you know my athleticism. Got a chance to really run the ball a lot. Uh, over there and play with a lot of younger guys and uh two guys from uh California, James Nelson and Violet L. Pickle. Those are my two American teammates. And then really got a chance to get acclimated to the game. And uh coach Adam Shackleford was the uh first first arena coach that ever had reached out to me. And then uh talked to Billy back. And I initially signed to play with Billy back and see the Rapids once I left. Uh Germany and then that's when Charles McCullough was coming off his MVP season then they ended up leaving and going I think they went to uh uh Wichita to the Nighthawks then Mm Marvin Jones became the new head coach at uh Cedar Rapids so I was there for like two weeks with the uh training camp and then Devon Brown left Cedar Rapids and came to Quad City and then that's how I got acclimated with Quad City then I came over here uh February 22nd and 2018 and then you know the rest was history
2: Okay. So, looking at your bio, and I heard you mentioned that you played, uh, you played high school f- football with Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. You're from You're from Miami. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm from Florida too, so I, I would okay. imagine going to Germany and um and then yeah. later to Illinois was quite a bit of a culture shock.
3: Oh yeah, big culture shock, uh, especially coming from Miami, Florida. Uh, but since since a kid, I always traveled a lot uh, with football. So going up the road, uh, Bradenton, Orlando. Uh, competing with uh the elite 11 traveling there and then uh playing with uh South Florida Express uh seven on17 we traveled a lot then my high school we uh went to Oregon two years in a row for the uh, Nike seven on seven tournament that they later on turned into like the top 300 players and they invited the top 300 players to the to the I think they called it the opening but before that they were just inviting the top eight high schools in the in the world so did that and then from uh Miami just end up somehow in Germany. Then that was a culture shock. Definitely had to learn how to use the Autobahn, use the, the transportation, had to get over the language barriers. Uh, And then from there, going to Cedar Rapids, going from Miami where it's 90 degrees and then Cedar Rapids where it's negative 15 below zero. So that was definitely a culture shock. And then coming out here to Quad City was kind of similar to Cedar Rapids, but um, definitely end up being able to adjust because since a kid had been traveling a lot. So definitely was able to adjust and then get situated.
2: Okay. Um, so looking like again, looking through your Twitter feed, kind of getting, you know, acclimated and doing some research. Um, uh, I saw uh back and forth between you and Kurt Warner. Yeah um uh what role has he played in your development?
3: So he played a huge role uh since a kid, Kurt Warner, uh Dan Marino were two guys that I that I looked up to. Uh as far as being a, a pocket pass, obviously Dan Marino because he was he was with Miami, and I initially thirteen was the first number I wore. Then when I got to high school, uh, I wore thirteen as a as a sophomore and a freshman and uh, football because of because of Kurt Warner. And then fast forward, that's when I started to learn about Warren Moon and then uh, Randall Cunningham. Then once I got to uh, Cedar Rapids, that's when I knew you no know, Kurt wasn't born from too far away from there. then getting a chance to watch him uh with the barnstormers and go back and watch his old clips and the championship game between him and jake gruden so Mm -hmm. he was the only guy that as a quarterback that made it out so that was the guy you know i just draw my interest towards the most because he had the blueprint to get out so figured man why not reach out Uh, the worst that worst thing that could happen is he just don't reach back and he don't say anything back but uh, obviously he ended up reaching back and responding to me and then just basically give me the keys and let me know what it was I needed to work on and get better at, and then going from there. So that definitely was uh, great. Definitely appreciate uh, him taking the time out of his day to you know, reach back and, and do something he didn't have to do, but definitely appreciate that.
2: Absolutely. Um, that was that was actually going to be my next question: was how cool was it to have somebody to reach out to that's kind of gone the path that you're trying to go to get to the NFL? And
3: yeah, that that uh, was a blessing, honestly like i said he had the blueprint he's he's done it uh obviously you can go back and watch the movie uh definitely one of those you know great great moments to to hear from someone that has done it that uh that's trying to go exactly you know where where you're trying to go and he, he's done it at the highest level uh super bowl champion hall of famer uh and he came from the same place you know he came from the same place that you're at right now so there's history basically repeating itself so uh has always looked at it like why not you know he, he made it out so it's not impossible for someone to do it you know it just takes the right person but but just being able to get those jewels and, and those gems dropped from him so definitely thankful for that
2: absolutely um so one thing that's kind of become like I, I've noticed it in the IFL and I've never seen it before was like this particular year it seems like a lot of teams play each other back-to-back weeks like just like y'all did with Iowa. Yeah. And we saw two games that had two wildly different outcomes. So, yeah. What do you think was the uh what do you think was the uh, reason behind that?
3: Uh you got to just got to think those guys at that point knew they weren't making it to the playoffs, so uh they they just came out hungry, you know, knowing that they only have two or three games left to to make the most of it and then they just got a new quarterback acclimated, made a few changes on defense and uh they just came out, the ball bounced their way, first play of the game, and then they end up – defense end up getting a stop, and then the momentum just shifted, uh, especially the first time we played them was we were on the, on the other side of a, a blowout win. So they're coming back in with that with that in their brain and with that in their uh, mindset. And then it's a rival game still, so they, they know a lot about us. We know a lot about them. And they came out, put their foot on our necks, and then they just never looked back, just kept running it up, kept trying to score, kept – stopping us uh forced two turnovers and then the second time we played them you know just came back like you can't be a playoff team and playing with teams basically so they came out next time and then we just had a better game plan uh limited the turnovers just got the ball to the right guys and then just went from there so it definitely was one of those one of those games one of those matchups where you play them back to back and you expect hey it might be a closer game or it might be this and then all three games with just different lopsided outcomes, and we were all on top two times and they definitely got us the uh, second time. I got you
2: um has this season been different all uh, different at all after your playoff run last year? do you feel like uh do y'all feel like after uh making it all the way to the championship game last year that there's a little bit of a target on yall's back this year
3: yeah, for sure, uh especially you know making the championship last year uh coming out of the east and uh you know, teams wanna wanna take you down. You know, it's almost that if you wanna be the best, you gotta beat the best type type thing. And uh it's the same with you know, Northern Arizona making it to the championship last year. So there's no way you when you make it and then you got guys on the team that get acknowledged for certain awards, you know, teams gonna come out and they're gonna put their best foot forward for those games. So I mean it's definitely a target on our back. We're not the ones that's chasing, we're not the ones that's Chasing the guy with a target, you know, you're the one with the target on your back and people are coming gunning for you, trying to take you out and knock you off and and get to where you just been this last year. So uh, definitely just been one of those type seasons and you just can't take anyone lightly because of that target. And, you know, people want to take you out.
2: Mm -hmm. So that said, making the championship game last year is this season for you championship or bust. Uh...
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Just one of those. Every time I play, I feel like uh, I can help my team win every game and uh, fast forward that all the way to the playoffs and then to the championship game. So I feel like you just can't consider yourself one of the best in the league if you're not in that conversation, you know, for championship title contenders. And that's why you play the game. You know, you play the game to ultimately at the end of the, the year. It's a team goal, and the, the biggest team award is to be awarded champion. So uh, that's why you play, and I definitely, definitely appreciate it and, and thank my guys for just believing and trusting in me and allowing me to lead them as far as we can go, and hopefully we be, end up back in you know Henderson, Nevada, August fifth uh, this year. So definitely, be huge.
2: Absolutely. Um, in your time playing football, uh, who would you say has had the most impact on who you've become as a player?
3: Uh, my dad, I think my dad, he's always uh, just always giving me, you know, positive feedback, um, constructive criticism, uh, good or bad. He's always finding a way to, you know, push me, push me to be better, push me to uh, mentally get sharper uh, and just stay on top of my game, stay on my P's and Q's. Uh, let me know, you know, you can't afford to take a playoff or you can't afford to have a OK or mediocre game, especially at this level. You got to almost just be as efficient, as perfect and dominant. Every game, and it got to become, you know, mundane. It got to become one of those uh, type fields where someone looks at the numbers, and it, the numbers can wire you. But if you're looking at the game and the production, is almost just like, well, how how good is this guy really, or 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 is it just the people around him? So, you just got to always stay efficient. So I always say, my dad just stand on top of me, never let me get complacent, or never let me settle.
2: Okay. Um, last question I have for you is, um, looking, looking forward to the next steps of your journey, um, to the, any NFL or XFL or Canadian football league scouts watching this, what would you want them to know about EJ that maybe doesn't stand out on the tape?
3: I just know that I'm uh family oriented, uh, God-fearing, um, leader, uh, definitely had to learn how to be a follower at first, had to learn what it was to lead a team and, and be a, a young, productive uh, gentleman, especially inside of an organization, and uh, on a football field, just competitive, uh, whatever it takes to win. Uh, decision making—I think my stats uh, speak for 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 themselves as far as decision making and protecting the football. Uh, just just one of those guys, man. Just just whatever organization you no know, gives me an opportunity, I would definitely fully take advantage of it. Uh, play my role uh learn and then um eventually you know take take the keys over and and do what it is that I believe that I'm destined to do and, and leave lead an organization to to multiple multiple Super Bowl wins. So uh anybody that's watching man just one of those guys man I just need an opportunity, need a shot and definitely uh, take advantage of that.
2: Okay. Um that was all I had for you. Is there anything um
3: Oh, no, I definitely do want to let you know I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for taking your time out. Definitely Absol- appreciate the opportunity.
2: Absolutely, I appreciate you giving me. Uh, I don't know if you could tell or not, but this is the first interview I've ever done since. No, no, it's good. Um, <laughs> so like I said, constructive criticism is definitely welcome.
3: For sure. I mean, I I appreciate it. Uh just thank you for even reaching out and, and wanting to get this done, and it's just about getting better. That's it. Uh, taking the interview back to the lab and seeing what it is that you can improve on, I can improve on, and, and studying it just like just like a game and, and improving it, then get ready for the next next opponent, next matchup. So uh, definitely appreciate it taking the time. Uh, I wouldn't have knew it was your first one, but I definitely appreciate that.
2: Oh, absolutely! Like I said, I really appreciate you giving me the time to uh, to have this conversation. And being you're from Florida, I have to ask: uh, Miami or Florida State?
3: Miami man, Miami everything. Um, 305 all day, baby. But my dad definitely was a Florida State fan growing up. That would have been one of the universities I would have would love to go to. So I definitely Florida State definitely got a special place in my heart.
2: I I respect that. That uh th- that was where I went to school, so I had to ask that. <laughs> um I wasn't surprised when you told me when you told me you're a Hurricanes fan and I can I I yeah. can respect that. For sure. Um so one thing i will say is that um i when i started following the ifl i recognized your name right off the bat because back in the day i used to play ncaa yeah <laughs> on a 360. Uh-huh. and i can honestly like one of the things i used to love to do was take a school that like wasn't as well known and build yeah. them up and
0: so oh, yeah. so i oh, figured Lord. you
2: would en- i would figure you would enjoy hearing that me and you won national championships together oh yeah
3: for sure, I definitely appreciate that. I know Road to Glory was was still pretty big to this
2: day. Oh, absolutely. But uh, but like I said, that's all I have for you today. Um, I like I said, I really do appreciate you taking the time out to have a conversation with me, and I'm I look forward to getting to write this article and
3: definitely appreciate it, man. Thank you so um, much for
2: your time. I want to wish you good luck for the rest of your season. And I hope uh, I hope we get to talk again after you're league MVP and you all win the 2023 sir. championship. Yes, sir. I definitely appreciate that, man. Thank you. Most definitely. Yes, sir. Good luck on the rest of your season. Thank you. You too. Sir, you have a great day. You too.